Hi, this is Dean Winyas here, and this is the Tigers, Tigers, blah, blah, blah podcast with Luke Flanagan and Rich Walker. Thanks for downloading and enjoy the show. Episode of Tigers, Tigers, blah blah blah. Uh, with me, Luke Flanagan, and Rich Walker, his co-host. Hi, Rich. Hello. Been a couple of weeks, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it has. Life catches okay. up with you and all that. Weirdly busy couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. Um, Same here, really. Um, and plus, the last last time we didn't have to speak that much because we had Andy on, um, and it's probably somebody that people prefer to hear from. <laughs> <laughs> so we just milk that for all it is all it's worth. Yeah, um, I know I prefer listening to him than to hearing myself talk. So. Definitely, because it, it kind of sounded a bit like Amber Nectar was back in some some respects, so we'd take that. Yeah, close enough. Close enough, I guess. Um, I suppose. What, what, it was kind of like... Um... No, I'm not going to make that comparison. That's okay. poor taste. <laughs> okay, moving on swiftly. <laughs> Obviously, we've, we've, like I said, we've not done one for a, for a few... Well, a couple of weeks, and we've missed a few games, haven't we? So, um, I'm going to do yeah, all the have, uh, yeah, I'm, um, yeah. I'm going to do all the thank yous and all that sort of stuff soon. But I'm, we're just going to preempt this by saying we won't talk about the previous games because I think people have forgotten them by now. Uh, well, after yesterday, <laughs> you know, yeah. the good games feel like a distant memory, mm. especially Indeed. Portsmouth. That especially feels the Portsmouth like a good game. Ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was uh, yeah. That does seem years ago now, doesn't it? Yeah. And that was also, a, you know, an eye follow where you watched it and there was multi-camera as well. It was really spoiled that know, day, it was wasn't great. it? It was, it was lovely. <laughs> what a contrast that was to Accrington and oh, yesterday. good Lord. I know. Absolutely. Um, just a few thanks then before we get started. So I think we're going to focus on Burton, aren't we? Um, yeah. Fallout from, from which we will discuss. Um so obviously we've got Patreon, uh, our Patreons, which are Danny Nicol, Ewan Jones, Adam Brown, Alex O'Neill, Micah San, Aaron Bell, Rich Fleming, all of you guys, thanks very much um, for your generosity, continued generosity. Um, we have obviously Hull City Ladies as our main sponsors, so thank you to Danny Johnson and all those guys. Um, girls. And girls. And <laughs> we, uh, we also have, I've been plugging this for ages, you know, Fan Hub Rich. It's, yes. it's finally up. Wow. Wow. I know. <laughs> so I'll, I'll put it in the comments. But he, basically, you can, you can sign up and then I think it's in, I think it's, I'm not sure if it's next week or the week after they start to roll out um, memberships and stuff. Because basically, if you're a creator, obviously, we're, we're part of them, their partners, so we can sign up. But they're starting to roll it out slowly, basically. But it's working. It seems to be all right. Um, the premise of it, I don't know if anybody's interested, Rich didn't sound that much from when I was talking to him, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you basically... I just don't like giving my details to people. I watched... Um, yeah, you're big on that, it, yeah, yeah. What's it called? The Social Network? Or... So, uh, no, it's Social Dilemma, it's called. Social Dilemma, yeah. 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 Um, I watched that too, if, yeah. 
if um, if something is free, then generally it's because you are the product. So yeah, I kind of took that to heart, but probably shouldn't say that about people that partner with this, <laughs> and sponsor it, and what have you. I mean, to be fair, it's um, it, it's it, it's all right. It, it, if fans were in, it would be what it what it wants to be. I think because currently how it works is you would for each team. I mean. I know you're not necessarily that active on Facebook fan forums, etc. Um, I'm not I really. Am, I am a proud member of no Facebook forums. That's it. Um, but it's funny to me because we you look at I think the biggest one's got some like fifteen thousand members, um, but the one that gets the most posts every week is a score prediction one. Um, so it's not really anything that that fruitful but um they always guess who's going to be in the lineup on that and with the app you can do that so you can choose who's going to do it and the more you get right basically the more points you get onto your overall leaderboard you ranked against people from your team who supported and then an overall rank they like fantasy premier league i guess um, oh, okay. and then you can check in once you're there you can check into the ground although you can't do that currently obviously because no one's allowed in or you can virtually check in. You know, if you still watch your team, but you're at home, you'll get some points. But if you actually watch it, you go away. It adds up oh, the amount of miles that you are away from home. So if you've gone to Plymouth away from Hull, you'd get far more, if you get me. It's kind of similar to the Skybet rewards app. Though. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. So it's it's nice little, nice little idea, and it's, it's, it's going all right. So if you want to sign up for that, it's all good. I uh, talked for much longer than I meant to on that, but still. Well, you know, you, you had a naysayer to convince. That's it. So maybe maybe he'll give you details, or maybe you just use a VPN and... Use some kind of pseudonym. That's it. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you could do that. Anyway, we're starting yeah. quite cheery for a, for a depressing performance. Well, life's too short, isn't it? Isn't it just? Um, Come on. We got it all out yesterday on Twitter. <laughs> I, I logged in and then logged out again, mate. I couldn't do with that. Yeah, yeah there, was, there, was, there was some measured reaction and then there was some not-so-measured reaction. Mm. Um, I mean, what was your take on the game to start with before we look at the social media meltdown? It's always good to look at. Um, well, we deserve to lose. Agreed. Yeah, agreed um, there. Well, I think um, Doherty's effort in the second half was the closest we got, wasn't it? When he hit the bar. The one that hit the bar, yeah. yeah. Um, we just didn't look like scoring and... At no point during the game did we look like scoring. I mean, the best chance that we had was Lewis Potter's header first half, wasn't it? Yeah, that was. Yeah, it was, it was a difficult one for him, but I think he, he should do like better. He should have done better with it. Yeah, yeah, should have done better. And it's it's unusual for him because he's pretty. You know, for a kid of his stature, he's, mm. he's not bad in the air. Yeah, he's got some good headed goals this year. He used to get up mm. over it and heads it down, and and this he got it all wrong, didn't he? And yeah, high and wide and stuff, but. I mean, it was a decent cross. I think it was Elder. Did it was Elder who put the ball in? Um, uh, yes, believe so. Um, decent delivery. So it's one or two chances. One of those goes in. I mean, then you'd be saying, "Oh, we 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 did enough in bad conditions with an awful pitch and an out of form kind of team, I guess." <laughs> but I mean, we say awful pitch. It looks better than the KCOM. Oh man, yeah, that was man alive. That was that was a a, a very very odd pitch to be playing on when Lincoln came. The other week, yeah. um, I hope it's recovered. I'll say that for for Tuesday. I, will see. I, I have a I have a sneaky feeling that we could be in trouble for the fixture on Tuesday. But mm. um, well, it's going to snow, so we're yeah. told. Hull Live tells us quite a lot. Um, there's even <laughs> there's even countdowns yeah. and live snow cams and yeah. stuff. So we'll know if yeah. it happens. 
but yeah, it's when yeah. Hung Live aren't slagging off local businesses, they are. <laughs> yeah, they are doing snow <laughs> countdowns. Yeah, they've got a webcam set up to tell you what the weather is doing. That's it. Um, these people broke lockdown. This is where they live. Anyway, um, basically, <laughs> uh, I think the fixture, fixture could be in trouble um, if it's sub zero. And I mean, that pitch was not in a good state, was it? Um, no, it wasn't. And for a... but, so, so yeah, Bert, Burton's was certainly better than ours. It was. It was. It was, it was practically Boothbury Park in comparison. <laughs> yeah. Um, they were well drilled, weren't they? Um... I was very impressed with them. I mean, I know they had. Um, I think it was nine new signings. They didn't all um, start, they, though, did they? No, they didn't. They didn't all play, but I was impressed with them. I thought their physicality was was. Um, probably their most impressive thing, particularly in midfield, because they hustled us and mm. harried everything. We weren't able ever to kind of turn towards their goal. Every pass that we received, there was somebody on our back, so we were playing backwards all the time. Yeah. Um, I mean, we kind of started to get away from that um, and, and got to grips with it, I think, towards the end of the first half. But, you know, even I thought five minutes into the second half, I was thinking... We needed another option. I thought it was a game that we could have perhaps done with McGuinness because it just, if you've got somebody up top that can hold it for you mm. or that you can play off as a little bit more physical. It just then, wasn't working, was it? No, it, it allows you to play through that midfield pressure, whereas because we didn't, we had three slight forwards and, mm. and three slight midfielders. It was kind of, we couldn't, we couldn't ever deal with it. Uh, and that was... It was surprising to see us take that approach really going into the game because that was the, the thing that um, we'd read about Burton and that we knew about them is that they're a physical side and certainly in terms of stature a lot bigger than us but the, the way that it bore out the game I think they had greater running power and things like that mm. and we just um, weren't ever able to cope with it. Their midfielders were very good I will say. They just yeah. they didn't give anybody a break did they? Um, Absolutely no space at all. They, they, they really hassled the life out of us. Um, I think they, they'll so, be uh, they'll they'll start to move up the league if they keep performing like that, especially at home. I know Hasselbank's been there before, hasn't he? Um, he has, yeah. And he was very I vocal mean, on the he, sideline. He, he drilling them and telling them where he needs to be and all all of that. All you could hear. Yeah, it was. It hear. was. You couldn't hear anything else. You, sometimes you can hear Cliff Burn on on the eye follower away, but you could barely hear anything other than what's 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 Cliff Burn saying like. Where's my trousers? Why am I always wearing shorts? He's always wearing shorts, isn't he? I remember when we had Joe yeah. Appleyard on after the Wigan Not defeat, right. and he said, oh, that bloke always wears shorts. And I laughed at the time and thought, yeah, he, do you know what? I think he's right. I've, I've never seen that bloke. Even It was freezing against Lincoln, pissing it down, everything. Still still got fucking shorts on. <laughs> Absolute madman. Uh, he, he might he might have an expensive leg tattoo that he wants to show off like one of those like balls. <laughs> Maybe. <I don't> know. <laughs> have you seen this? It's of an eagle's head and a wolf howling at the moon. <laughs> Pay fucking fortune for this. I ain't covering it up. <laughs> so, yeah, put, put some bloody trackies on, Cliff. For your own sake, man. Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, that was all you could hear was Asselbank barking at his team. And they, they seemed to they seem to respond really well, and they, they, I, and to be fair, I think they deserve to win. To be honest, I don't. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, aside from that, when you when you only focus on the way that they stifled us, I think you also, you know, minimise their own contribution on on the game mm. uh, in an attacking sense. They made the best chances. Mm. They had the three best chances of the game. Um, 
I think the 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 one that they scored, they had the one that squeaked by the post in the yeah, that was start. close. Mm. Yeah, and there was another one that's that's escaping me at the moment, but and and they were all in the penalty area as well. Yeah, whereas you know because of the way that they played us and, and didn't really allow us to get on the front foot and get a look at their goal, everything that we did um, that that looked threatening was was at least 20 yards away. Mm. You know, even Doherty's chance, which was, as we've said, the best one. Pot shot, really, wasn't it? From 25 yards. Yeah, nothing in the area. They were so good at just stifling out space, weren't they? Mm. Yeah, they were. I mean, don't get me wrong, we weren't weren't good enough. Um, Certainly not. A large, a large part of that was... Due to their excellent performance, I would say. Yeah. 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 I mean, we should still be going there and, and... I would hesitate to say expecting to win because I don't think you can expect to win any football game. But when you're top of the league and you go into a team that hasn't kept a clean sheet in a game, mm. should be at least having a shot on target. And if you, I, and I know that the makeup of the team is different from when we played them last, but they, I mean, we should have had about five or six past them when we played them at our place. And I know they had ten men for the majority of it because I think it was Hughes who got sent off. Stupid lunges on Wilkes and stuff, and that really shot him in the foot. Even then, though, they they just didn't look anything like the sides that that played yesterday. Did they? It no. was ridiculous. No, they had they had a lot more about them yesterday. Yeah, the new manager bounce is certainly working for them. Um, I was going to ask you about um an injury that was picked up, Smallwood. Um, yeah, when I've trolled through Twitter, which I'm doing less and less these days. Um, I have to admit, lots of people, I would say it was the younger fan base, are crying out for Alfie Jones in that position and think Smallwood brings nothing to the team. Um, not by any means do I agree with them, but will do you think he'll be missed? Because I do. <laughs> yes. I do. Well, it, he will be missed. And to to a certain degree, I can understand people questioning his place in the team at the moment because he, his form has, has been patchy recently. Mm. Um, I mean, Portsmouth was, was one of his best games yeah. for quite a while. But other than that, I think, was it Accrington? Did he get subbed off? He got... Yeah, um, yeah. And I, where, where else did we lose away from... Um, he's been sub, He's been hiked off a couple of times. I mean, I'll be the yeah, first to say that the standards he set at the start of the season is not kind of met up to that. Um, mm. I do think he's played an awful lot of football for someone who hasn't played for 18 months previously. I don't think that should be a massive excuse, but I think that may explain some of his drops in performance. Because if you haven't played properly or you're just playing under 23s, to go playing captain in a side week in, week out in the centre of midfield at League One... It's going to take its toll on you down the line, isn't it? Um, I would imagine so. Um, whether or not it has for him, I, I mean, we can't say. But the fact is, we will miss him because even if you think that Alfie Jones should replace him, Jones is right. injured. Yeah. So we're going into Tuesday night. He's going to, he's going to play um, Regan Slater, isn't he? Yeah, and because he got rid of. I Batty. don't like saying he, it about he got rid Batty because Batty I could have come in and played there, and now you know two injuries in midfield and. and I don't think the option of, of Regan Slater, I mean, nothing against Slater, and I want every City player to do well, but I haven't seen enough of him to, to to show me that I think he's a, you know, decent oldie midfielder. I don't really, I haven't seen him have a brilliant game. 
I haven't seen anything of him to me that that would suggest to me that he is uh, a better player than no. Batty, um or a better option. I mean, Batty's departure is inevitable. It's felt like it's been coming for quite a long yeah. time, uh, particularly you know under McCann. It's been, it's been very obvious that he doesn't particularly fancy mm. him and doesn't really see where he fits into midfield in this system, which is fair enough. That's every manager's prerogative to... Ironic that he got the man of the match in his first Fleetwood game. Yeah, yeah, it was. Centre of midfield, I would have thought, because that's where he plays. Perfectly wretched Saturday. Yeah, at least they only drew 0-0 Fleetwood. But anyway, I'm pleased for for Batty to get a a team where he can actually play football. But ironically, I think he would have been playing in our centre midfield. I think he'd be um, in. Without Jones and Smallwood there, I think it free him up to show him what yeah. he can do. It's just yeah, ironic, as I say, really, isn't it? Sod's law. As soon as you yeah. get rid of him. I mean, I'd, if if it if it were me, I would pick him ahead of Slater. Mm. I just don't know what Slater is. No, I don't. And, I don't and really. I thought I saw that um, people were hammering Callum Elder <laughs> for his positioning <laughs> on on their goal, <laughs> and if. If they want to, to hammer him, then I would suggest that they don't fully understand the role that he has in the no, team. And also, I mean, if, you, if you're um, going to hammer anybody, and, and, and you're going to Burke, because what the fuck was that before he's playing him out? <laughs> well, well, that's what I was going to say. There was Burke, but also I'd, I would look at Slater's role in the build-up yeah. as well, because he's not in position to receive passes from Coyle mm. and then from Burke that would help us I get d- out. I also don't understand why he's, put, he's signed Flores, but yeah, he's still sticking with Slater, because he could have brought Flores on there, surely. Uh, yeah, it's an odd one that. Because I thought, one. I thought when yeah, I saw maybe f- saw him go down, I thought, oh right, here comes Flores then, and I was like, hey, Slater, you having you having a laugh? Because mm. if I mean, it might it's, Flores hasn't Flores hasn't been playing games regularly recently, has he? So neither Slater. He's he's the lad in. No, but he's been in and around it. Yeah, know, whereas, I suppose as, I get. I get, I, get that, but... I don't know. I I just think. It... But it's, it's it's just a possible yeah, reason, maybe. Um, but I mean, again, I'm, I don't want to completely blame the goal on Slater. But I mean, I'm watching it back now, and um, Slater has the ball in midfield, and he plays it right to Burke, and then it goes mm-hmm. to Coyle. Coyle has it on the right. Could wing. have just hit it down the channel though, there, surely. Well, he he could have done, but there's a point that I'm looking at, and it's maybe being hypercritical. Coyle has the ball, right touchline, and there is a gap between the two midfield or the two players that are pressing Coyle. And Slater needs to bust his ass, bust the gut to run into that gap to receive a sideways mm. ball. He's not there, so it has to go back to um, Burke. And then when Burke receives it, he gets pressed. Shits himself. <laughs> well, he does, but then all it needs, all it needs again is, is a, a couple of steps from... Slater to put himself in a position mm. to play through the press. And he Again, I think it. that's something where, they, where people are, are easy to criticise Smallwood. I think that goal doesn't happen if Smallwood's on the pitch because he could read the game better. Possibly. I know, I know there's that old thing. Possibly. Oh, they didn't play, so he's automatically going to do better. But I do think his positioning, particularly, I know Smallwood gives the ball, has given the ball away slightly more than we'd care to imagine. We're trying the diagonal pass, which he can't do as well as somebody like Burke or Greaves, but, or even Batty mm. for that respect. But... I do think he makes up for his loss and he, he gets back in position, usually wins the ball and then passes it sideways to somebody who can ping it better than he can. And I think that's the, the sort of unseen dirty work that people, that people don't necessarily go, oh, because it's not flashy. 
I think particularly younger yeah. fans will will want people on the ball like Crowley. Do you know what I mean? Because this is the other thing I was going to ask you about. Is Crowley a, a square peg in a round hole? Is he playing him for the sake of it? Because he's a very, very good player, but does he actually fit into that system? Have we become a worse team by trying to fit him in the system when he doesn't quite fit? Well, you need to alter it, don't you, mm. for him? If, if you're having him playing as a kind of free range, oh, free range forward, like a free roving forward, then you need to narrow your two ahead mm. of him. Um, and, and, you know, bring them more into the centre. I don't think you can you can play the three as we've been I playing. I don't think you could play that team. I like watching He's him. a very good player. I, I like him on the ball, but I don't know if that was the game to do that. I think at home against Swindon, where we're going to see the majority of the ball, I mean, you showed what he could do because he created that first goal along with a good ball from Coyle, didn't he? Switch, switching it across mm-hmm. and then Honeyman back for, for I think it was, was it Wilkes to score? Um can't remember. No, it was Dockett, wasn't it? Dockett scored against Swindon. Um, yeah, because it great little bit of play and, and ball through and stuff. But he's dropping so deep, Crowley, to get the ball. It's not. Yeah. He, sh- he should be further up to affect the play, shouldn't he? Yeah, I think I think so. You want to see those the you know kind of creative players playing in the the final mm. third, really, don't you? If he's um, stabbed at the ball, he's going to come get it. I mean. Players, players do that, don't they? But I, I don't know. It, it's a shame about White because I know White's injured now, isn't he? Um, they said about three yeah. or four weeks, didn't they, for him? Which is a shame. I didn't see anything about. That. Um, yeah, I think um, McCann had talked about it, and he'd said that he'd gone over on his ankle in training, and oh, and actually. Okay. Yeah, I've done that. I think they said three or four weeks, and when they told them that, I think McCann had actually been relieved because they thought he might be out for the season at one point because they saw yeah. it happen. Yeah. Um, like what, well, like you said, you've done that, and then you haven't played football since. Yeah. Well, I've, I've done it about four times spectacularly yeah. every time. So I think um, the last the last time you did it's... one was warming up. I'm sure when we used to play on a Sunday. No, it was in it was in, it was in a oh, side game, and I went into a. Yeah, I went into a challenge and I kind of uh, did a block tackle and blew my ankle up and uh doctor described it as not just a sprain, it was a Marks and Spencer sprain, <laughs> so I haven't played football since. How was that, like four or five um, years ago, maybe? Uh, yeah, about, about yeah, four years, yeah. But that's, I mean, that was the fourth time yeah, I've yeah. done it, my, my ankle ligaments are knackered, you know. Glass. Like, <laughs> so. but, but still, obviously, he's, he was... Looking good on the on the wings, wasn't he? And the other thing, I would, he was. He was looking. The other thing I was going to ask yeah. you about, you know, and it's, it it gives you that it gives you that chance. I, I don't know if this is what you were coming yeah. on to, but when you've got some, it was like exactly Malik what Malik I was coming on to. In, yeah, he's he's not in particularly great form. It gives you that op- opportunity to say, okay, well, we'll withdraw him, you know, and and we'll make him an impact player for 25, 20 mm. minutes. It's so. what did you think of that? I thought Grant McCann had learnt his lesson about airing stuff after the Lewis Potter shit that went down. Obviously Lewis Potter signed the contract and no I'm done in the end, but it was it, it wasn't a good situation that and that was something you could have kept in house. What do you think of this? Mm-hmm. Do does does he need to be saying that he's got um, personal issues? Because personally I don't think he needs to be saying that. I think he could no. keep that to himself. No. I, not for me. I mean if if I were in Wilkes position I wouldn't be Unless about you said that. just Gaffer, I don't um, care if you say that. That's different, but I can't imagine that would be 
Why no, would you ever have that's that conversation? The other thing that I said, that's the only reason that you would ever do that. But why would you be having that conversation of, oh, I'm going to go and say this to the press? Because you wouldn't have that, would you? <laughs> do, do, you, you do you mind it? dry, son. I don't think it was as simple as... Well, I'm a know, bit of a um, but you get what I mean. Yeah, well, I, no, but there were people that were saying that he's... he's um, Home Wilkes out to dry and, and use them to cover his own ass. I don't know if it's necessarily I didn't that, think, but no, I don't think it was as, as bad as all that. But then it it creates a story around the player that had he just said he's not in you form. Will yeah, he's he's played a lot yeah. of football. You know, we'll use yeah. squad rotation. Yeah, Malik's twenty-one. Yeah, you, you, you've got the usual buzzwords and phrases that he usually uses. That he could have just passed that off and yeah, not, not been an issue because whatever Burns is thrown at, he's gonna. Chew at me. Do you know what I mean? It's it's a very easy question to kind of sidestep yeah. or, yeah. Um, as you know, play it with a straight back. And to be fair to McCann, the second half of his answer, he did that. <laughs> he's already done the fucking stupid work before all that. Yeah, he's already he's already tried to like smash the delivery out for six, and he's ended yeah. up. That'll be double you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's like it's no good playing with a straight bat if you've already given That's up it. your wicket. Yeah, love a good cricket <laughs> analogy. Yeah, yeah. Well, at the moment, yeah, it's good fun, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, test, so. good timing for a cricket pod. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I just think that that was poor. Really, I don't know if he was. Maybe he said it and straight away was like, "Oh fuck, I shouldn't have said that." Possibly, possibly. Um, he should know better. Should, yeah, that. should do really. Um, and it's it's something that we all hate, you know. It's players and managers giving interviews without personalities, but sometimes there is a reason why you do it, and it's it's to protect players. But what that does now, it creates a story around Wilkes, and 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 if, as we say, just said, you know, he's a young player, and and they're likely to go through sticky patches of form and can't always mm. score as freely as he did early in the season. But we know Malik and we know the sort of player he is and he'll come back to the, the standard. Maybe they just need can. to hire you as a script advisor. <laughs> I mean, anybody could do it. It's nothing that I need to do. It's just, it's, that's, that's the same thing that we hear week in, week out from managers up yeah. and down the country. So I don't understand why he's chosen. To, no, it's an odd bring... one, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's it's strange. I wouldn't be chuffed about it if I was Malik Wilkes, but, you know, he he's very likely got a different personality <laughs> to me. So he, he might be okay with it and not... And, and I mean, not it, it does go him, some so. way to describe the last... I would say the last two performances. He hasn't been spectacular, has he, really? He's, he's kind of shirked tackles no. a bit and not really looked to... He always looks a little bit rattled, <laughs> almost like... You know, as soon as the defender's on his back, he's 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 not necessarily he's going over as much as he used to do, but he's kind of moaning to the ref, or he's not really got the sort of spark that he had start of the season. Yeah, I mean, he's looked mm. frustrated. Um, I think visibly frustrated, but I haven't put that down to any no, inconsistency than in form. The team's yeah. not been playing yeah. particularly well. Yeah, so maybe it does explain that, but just yeah, it. It could do, as, but as a fan, it's like we. Do, I don't need to know. What's no, but going but on also, if if he if he is having a bad personal time, life, fucking pick him, let him get his head right. Just do you know what I mean? <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, you say that don't pick him, but they might have had that conversation where McCann says to Wilkes, "It's like you know, are you all right? Do you need to come out of the team for a bit?" And if mm. 
it, it could well be that Wilkes said to him, "No, I'm fine. I'd rather." But just then, but then, put him on the because that put him on the put him on the bench. You know, because even then, he's, he's not necessarily he's not yeah, dropped. I mean, but so many players have. You know, how many games have we got Tuesday, Tuesday, Saturday? You can't play them all. Yeah, but that's that's. I suppose that's the other thing. If if White wasn't yeah, injured, that might have been maybe. an option. I mean, you're not going to play him, Scott, are you? Because so. he's not pressing me. Uh, oh, fucking hell. I was quite excited <laughs> when, when we came back after lockdown and, and then he scored against Birmingham. And then he kind of didn't really... Obviously, we just put it down to he's been injured ages. And he scored that cracking goal against Grimsby in the uh, mega trophy pizza guy thing that we're now, now, that we're now <laughs> out of. But it was a great goal against... Yeah, it's Thankfully. Now, he scored that great goal against Grimsby, but he just he's not doing it, is he? He's not kicked on yet, has he? No, but again, he's a young kid, isn't he? The big price tag coming in after Jared mm. Bones was sold, I suppose maybe we were always oh, expecting well, to do from well, him. But he's just we seem to be picking up quite a few injuries at the minute. And uh it's just getting yeah. a little bit worrying. I don't know. Well, that's, I mean, that's one reason why I was not necessarily pleased that we, we went out the the Peach Trophy to Lincoln. Oh, penalty, they were the worst, but... worst five penalties I think I've ever seen. They were dreadful, <laughs> weren't they? they were poor. It was even worse than the pitch. They, they were poor. I, I don't think at this point in the season we no, need extra games. I don't games, care if it was a semi-final you know, and, then the, and then the final. I mean, it, to be honest, I mean, it wasn't a bad game, save for the pitch. Um, I, I think it. Lincoln were, were fairly decent. I don't think they were amazing. I think they were okay. <laughs> I think they were good, you know, good opposition. And I think probably a draw was a fair result. We could have nicked it at the end. I thought if Lewis Potter had set, like, got his feet together and uh, tapped that one because there was a ball coming in across towards the end. I think it was about two or three minutes from the end and they, they crossed yeah. it. I can't remember it was, maybe Crowley, I don't know. And um, Lewis Potter almost got on the end of it. It was like that Gaza moment, you know, 96. Just with less sliding, um, but yeah, that yeah. you could have won it. Less slide, less sliding, and far. That's far right. Um, yeah, we didn't really care. It went out the, the trophy anyway. Um, yeah. But we we could have we could have nicked it. And but then again, if we had a shit pitch, they might have scored a second in the first half because that touch because the mm. pitch was so heavy. He took an extra touch, didn't he? And then it just allowed Ingram to come in. <laughs> um, but I mean. But no, I mean, I think I think going out of that does us does us more favours than than uh, disadvantages us because we need. I think at this point now we need to to give ourselves a breather as and when we can between games, and um, you know, what twenty games to go for us now, um, hopefully, and I, and I think it's it's about that rest and recovery now. That's as important to us as being able to get on the training pitch mm. and, and train. Is that rest and recovery? Yeah. So I think that that'll end up being a positive. I think it had served its purpose earlier in the season. It got minutes in the squad and of, of the legs that those that needed it. But now it's, I, I mean, my my feelings are well known on it. I mm. give them monkeys. Indeed. Um, did you want to pick a a good and a bad from the Burton game before we go on to uh, probably more enjoyable chats? Yeah, uh, good. Yeah, Greg that was mine as well. I didn't. Um, I, don't, I thought that was the only really one that stood out. To be honest. Yeah, I think it was the, the picking really was, yeah. on that side, weren't they? I think it was either him, it was either him or you could maybe make an argument for maybe maybe 
but I mean, Doherty's been. He is, he's been. He's recently. been the one who's. I mean, that goal against Lincoln too. I mean, great solo finish mm. that, wasn't it? Yeah, lovely run. Want to see more run. of that? Um, and he, if if his shot had been just a little bit mm. lower on Saturday, he, he would yeah. have added to that. Um, he, probably, he comes so out he, of it with positives. Yeah, good. I'd agree with that. And I think Brad. <laughs> Fat picket, fat picking for this one. <laughs> Slim pickings for other and fat pickings for this. Yeah, it doesn't feel fair to isolate any other no. member of the team for that performance, but um, bad at the rest of them. I was going to say, I was going to say <laughs> Richie Smallwood's injury because it's just yet another to yeah. add to the list. Yeah, and it's it's in a position that we don't have not now that Alfie Jones not now that Alfie Jones and Callum Jones still not back from injury anyway and we've let no because he'd be another one I I was thinking that watching the game while I was thinking what does Reed (laughs) do (laughs) what stable living (laughs) (laughs) I don't yeah that's maybe a bit what was what was trying to understand is what sort of football yeah that's that's what it's it's almost like sometimes it reminds me of watching Honeyman last year because I mean Honeyman's Honeyman's been great um, this season. One of the standout players, most assists, whatever. Great. He didn't have a particularly good game at the weekend, but nobody else did either, really, apart from Doherty. But I always thought he was played, he just buzzed around like he didn't know know where his position was. And Slater reminds me a little bit of that. It's almost like, what position is he? I'd love to ask him. And if he tells me that he's a centre-defensive mix, then I'll be like, right, McCann, you're playing in the wrong place, mate. Stop getting him to press up high in the pitch and almost playing as a tender because that's not what he's. That's not his game. If you're not, if you're trying to make him do something that that's not his game, he's gonna look, you know, not brilliant, isn't he? It's just a bit of an odd one for that. Mm. I would love to know where he yeah. did actually play when he played because he's from Sheffield United, isn't he? But I'd love to know where yeah. he actually played last year, position wise. Um, well, even you know, even even if it's. I think he had Even injury if it's for twenty threes or whatever. Like, what do they actually have him on their books as? Because mm. it's it's just a bit of a weird one. I just think he's dropped into midfield, but he's he's brought on so much that he's often playing three different positions. Sometimes they bring him on for Honeyman. Sometimes it's for Doherty. Other time, like it was Smallwood this weekend. Like, which is it? <laughs> which 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 player are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But that yeah, that was that was that was my thought yeah. anyway. I I just thought that yeah. No, I think that's a good shot. So Lincoln preview. Hmm. That's assuming the game's on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, big if that's it at this stage. I mean, the the, the groundsman's gonna have to be a miracle worker, isn't he? Yeah, it was. Well, it's fucking shocking, to be fair. I mean, the weather didn't help, admittedly, but I mean, I've seen better Sunday league pitches after the state of that. I mean, so it was chewing up as soon as people came out onto the pitch. I just felt like, do you remember when you used to really go, like, so you had Sunday league and it was pissing down, but the game was still going to be on. Would, yeah. you mind, um, would you mind warming up off the pitch, lads? <laughs> that sort of thing. I thought that McCann had come over and tell Lincoln to just can do it do it in the, in the car park. So just warm up in the car park so we don't chew the pitch up, lads. <laughs> Because it, it, it wasn't half turned over, was it? Um, they got yeah, it looked up. I mean, it was getting worse and worse as the game went oh, on as God. well, wasn't it? Yeah, it really was. Um, and it's only had a week's rate. Obviously, we didn't play at home, did we, on Saturday? But how much work can you do in a week on a pitch like that? Particularly with the, the, the way that the weather's been 
locally over the last few days as well. He's done nothing but rain. So I, at this point, I would say I'd say it's touch and go. To be fair, that the game will be on. Uh, I don't know if I mean it's already been re- rearranged once because it should have been the Boxing Day fixture, shouldn't it? No, not the Boxing Day. Uh, the day after, the couple of days after, it was like the twenty ninth or something, wasn't it? Yeah, and we should have played these. So obviously, and it would it'd be an embarrassment, I think, if um, if a game was called off for a because of, pitch at a, a facility uh, like the KC. I think we would, so well, we would be a laughing stock if that happened. Because um, I know it happened at Barnsley, for example, they were they were rained off um, at the weekend, and I know there have, there have been other teams as well where there was like not necessarily flash flooding, but fuckloads of rain. I don't know if what that's that's what they'd call it on BBC weather. <laughs> fuckloads of rain's yeah. coming. Can you, can you imagine the classified results? James Alexander Gordon, Hull <laughs> City versus Lincoln City, match postponed. Fuckloads Just... of rain. <laughs> <laughs> It's certainly yeah, entertaining, everybody, but uh, can't, see that one. can't see that either. But yeah, they um, they look good. I know that you can't really. They had about five changes as well as we did, so you, you can't gain that much from that mega trophy last week, can you? Um, I think I think you can gauge that they but you are, can, you, they're they, a deep squad, obviously, if they're able yeah. to, to maintain that level of performance. And then the lights played on the break, didn't they? Yeah, and then putting a. Very, very impressive uh, display against Gillingham as well on Friday night. Yeah. Um, with 24 hours less rest than us and go down there and, and beat them 3-0. Um, they, they look the team to beat currently. Um, yeah, and their away form is scary. Mm, they don't really <laughs> lose, do they? They've won 9 of 12 away from home. Have they drawn 2 and lost 1? Yeah. Yeah. I was looking at them scored stats 19, earlier. Yeah. Scored nineteen away. And yeah, conceded five. Fucking, that's yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> it really is. I fucking hate Lincoln as well. I know this was. A, do you know? I didn't get this, and and I, I don't want to pile on younger fans, um, because I'm sometimes sometimes it's okay to do it. But uh, do you mean the people who are about twenty were going? Why the fuck do Lincoln think we've got a? Uh, yeah, rivalry. Well, actually, we do, lads, because you know when before you were born, right? We was going, <laughs> we was going boofery, and even at the early stages of the KC when you were about three, this were fucking massive games. Yeah, it was great. We hated each other. It was yeah. <laughs> Inbreds from over the bridge. It was it was them and them and Scunny were fucking massive games, weren't they? Absolutely we, huge. We never really we played Grimsby, but to no, times, absolutely. We? So. We're down in what division three, division two at different points, um, and yeah, it was that was like big derby day, wasn't it? That and that and Scunny. Yeah, but these obviously the younger fans have grown up with having Leeds as a derby again, which we didn't really have until what two thousand and six, really, wasn't it? Two thousand five, uh, six, five. I think. Yeah, because yeah. that was really the first time I think in our real lifetime of watching City that we never really friendlies. other than friendlies other than... or cup games or whatever that we played Leeds in the league for 20, 30 years wasn't it? Yeah, I think um, it was the 80s. Yeah, so it, that did make me laugh a little bit um, the, the incredulity of some City fans thinking that it was a r- rivalry renewed their tweet said wasn't it? And I was like <laughs> and I just thought well yeah it is because we haven't played you for ages lads. Yeah. yeah I thought it was great I really did think it was funny. I mean, just the meltdown they... from the younger generation. I know we were seeing younger generation, but obviously it's used people under twenty five who don't remember being at the KC. I think. 
Are they, are they a club of lesser standing than us? Yes, I think yeah. that's fair. But I still don't bloody like them. Ah, no, I'd love to get one over on Lincoln. Fuck yeah. them. <laughs> <coughs> Fuck them and their air raid siren. I know, I, had, I saw somebody say, into these air raid siren shaggers. <laughs> on Twitter and then just hashtag HCFC I was like yes get in love that love out like that mate yeah. air raid siren shaggers brilliant could that be could that be their new nickname never mind the imps <laughs> just in the badge and everything just air raid siren shaggers but in Latin <laughs> yeah that'll do <laughs> But yeah, I mean, go, going back to the game, I, th- I think I don't want to. I don't want to play it up too much, given how many games there are left in the season. Uh, what did I say? Twenty. Yeah. Um, but to me, it feels like a game that where we have to win. It definitely feels like a must-win at this point. Particularly, I think if we'd have won against Burton, um, I thought we'd have gone. Pfft. Do you know what? If we can draw against them ninety minutes again, as long as we don't lose, we avoid defeat. It's probably yeah. a good point. But now. Because they, they obviously, they battered Gillingham. Probably should have had more, to be fair. Because um, uh, it's always good to see Steve Evans get beat, isn't it? But I actually <laughs> was relying on him to do as a solid for a change. And he didn't do it, did he? No. Fat bastard. No, you're not going to get that off him. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Steve Evans. But I don't think he's done a solid for a very long time. <laughs> get some X-lax on that. <laughs> Fucking hate I do Steve not Evans. Think he has a good diet. Fucking hate Steve Evans. <laughs> Fat bastard. Um, but yeah, we, we. I love how you're picking up on on, on what I was saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's been two weeks since we've done this, so we don't lose it, do we? Uh, no, well, no, mate, no, no, I fucking no, mate. <laughs> anyway, I do think we need to win. Long and short of it, isn't it? We if if we yeah. if we win, I think we're back up there and we're going. Yeah, we can get. Yeah, you know, looking good for the automatics. I mean, the other thing is, I feel like I'm swearing, but Doncaster. <laughs> they've played a lot less games than we have. They've booked the plane. <laughs> they've booked the plane. We're going to be flying it over against our game against Lincoln, saying we scored a penalty against Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, they never mentioned it on Look North. Fucking didn't, did they? Oh. Oh. Do you know what? I've seen a lot of people as well. There's all these fucking stupid fan forums that I see. And it's like, you know, like League One banter and proper cringe, tragic sort of shit like that. And they, Lincoln and Doncaster fans, do you know what they call themselves? You know, whenever they've won and then they share like the club's Twitter or whatever. This is going to be tragic. Oh, mate, you're going to want to eat your own fist out of fucking anger. (laughs) Lincoln alone. Doncaster loner. They stick a loner at the end of them because they think they're such a good fucking football team. That's banter, apparently. Oh, right, okay. That's banter. Fuck I me. Mean, maybe by the Richard Keys and Andy Gray standards of the word, then, yeah, maybe it is. But, um... Unreal. But, yeah, they, they seem to be our main contenders at the minute. And, mm. and have they played three less games than us, Donny? Yes. Yeah, because that's that's quite worrying also because they're also in good form, aren't they? Um, and we've got to play them soon. I think it's the twentieth. Yeah. We play them at yeah. play them at their shit mo, or whatever it's called um, these days. 
we play them at their place, and that'd be a tough one as well, wouldn't it? So I'd imagine. But I mean, if I was, if it was City that was on a run like that, you'd probably rather I have the points. <laughs> Law of averages dictates that these runs have to come to an end at some point. Yeah. Um. Whether that will be in a game against us, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck it. I hope so. But, I mean, focusing on City, I just want us to rediscover that element of uh, consistency that we had. I mean, what would you do for... I know the old, if you and McCann bollocks gets a bit thin sometimes, but if you were picking the team, what would you do? Because we have so many injuries. Smallwood won't be playing. Jones won't be playing. Obviously, Eves is still out. Not that he'd be an option anyway, but it looks like... I mean, Wilkes' head's not right. Would you would you drop him out? Would you then have Lewis Potter up with um, Crowley and then McGuinness? Or... Well, I think the first thing I would start with would be... Ingram and Gull. <laughs> no, what, I mean... Because it's, it's a tough one. I think it would be harsh on Long dropping him, but I don't really see what Ingram did wrong in the first place. I think Long just came in for one game, played well and retained the shirt, didn't they? Um I don't know what I would do in goal. Um, I don't think there is too much between the goal. No, I'd agree. That, um, you know, picking one over the other really makes a difference. I think they've both got flaws. I think I'd have Emmanuel back this game. That's what I was going to say. I thought we missed him on mm. Saturday. and It's not slagging Coyle off either, by the way. I no, think he's Coyle's a good I, player. Um, yeah, but I think he's got forward to good effect. I also think in, the in fact that he's, some he's been... I wouldn't say drops, but I'd say rested for the last few weeks. I think maybe he's got less kind of fatigue than the others. He should be bombing yeah. up and down like Elder does. Well, it was that that we missed on Saturday. I thought, you know, mm. just that somebody to, to go past his man. Mm. Um, mm. Whereas Coyle tends to do that when we're able to work the ball in, you know. We, it's when we, we do dominate those... teams and then we've got like he overlaps. But. Yeah, it, we didn't really. Yeah, have, he's have looking that for that because it, it was. We didn't really know what to do with it, and then kept losing it. We didn't. We didn't have possession in those areas no. where we could play that ball in between the centre back and the full back that he likes to run onto. No, that's right. Whereas with Emmanuel, you get that running power, and he's not afraid to carry the ball himself. So I would bring him in. I think. Do you do you think uh, there's cause to rest Elder and bring in Clark? Game. It is, isn't it? That's, I, that. I, I'm just um, asking the question. I don't know if I'd necessarily do that, but Clark's going to start at no, some point. I wouldn't. Maybe it would I be wouldn't. Milton Keynes at the weekend that he plays him at. Yeah, possibly. Clark's not played football for an awfully long time. I don't think he's he's not played since at, the yeah. Eredivisie restart. I think he's also on the bench out of necessity <laughs> because yes. obviously Fleming's out injured, um, so we really don't have cover there, do we? Unless you're bringing in one of the young lads. Should Andy Smith come in? I suppose, but um, he's only played what played against Fleetwood, didn't he? And he was more of a, he's yeah, a central, central defender. Minutes. He was he was decent nine minutes for him, but more of a central defender than a than a right back. I would have thought. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it left back. Left back sorry, um, would you would you switch up the Greaves Burt partnership? No, would you keep it as it is? Because I think mostly they they're they're pretty solid, aren't they, Burke? Had a bit of a moment of madness, but he wasn't terrible the game throughout the game, was he? And uh, he should have just gone back to keeper. Yes, that's, that's all. But it's it's um, you can it, it, I think you could coach that out. Mm. So I would, you 
I think he's a threat from set pieces of his eight as well. Um, he needs to get on the end of more. Greaves needs, needs to score, doesn't he? He really does. Yeah. Um, that's the one thing that's letting him down. I think once he gets one, I think he'll be a bit more confident, but he seems to snatch at it because it's getting the monkey off your back, so to speak, isn't it? Scoring your yeah. first big goal yeah. for, your, for your own town club and everything. I, I think the biggest decision is going to be in midfield. Is he going to go with yeah. Slater in the middle or, or would you have... I mean, you, I presume you'd have Doherty and Honeyman, but who's going to come in for for Smallwood? Because you've either got Flores or you've got Slater, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, that's... I don't know if I could make that decision, to be it's honest. It's an I don't one, know enough about either of no. the players. I mean, I haven't seen enough of Slater to say, say anything and, and Flores has only played no. a couple of times off the bench, haven't he? I would, I would, I would maybe put Flores in. I don't know if he can go into a big game with the same team that has um, played so poorly at the weekend. Mm. Because I think you bring in McGuinness, don't you? And you have Crowley and Lewis Potter. I think that would be his front three. Yeah, potentially. I mean, again, I wouldn't be inclined necessarily to take Wilkes out. I don't know if he will do because that's been mentioned now. I'm just, I don't know if I'm just trying to second guess what McCann will do, but maybe. He'll... Yeah, I mean that's that's the the difficulty of it, and I think he'll probably just stick with Wilkes. Um, Say, go and show yourself um, or whatever, just go and prove it, sort yeah. of thing. And 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 maybe um, maybe play McGuinness through the middle with Lewis Potty uh, mm. left hand side, mm. Crowley on the bench. Because again, he's not played an awful lot of footy, has he? And to, he's he's no. he started the last two or three games as well, hasn't he? So. Yeah, um, you don't want to bear, bear yeah, him out and get he, him injured because he obviously he looks a he talent, was, he, doesn't he? He was very good against Swindon and he was very good against uh, Lincoln. Yeah, yeah, he was trying so, to make things happen, and that pitch didn't suit yeah. him either. And he was still trying to do it, even though the pitch was shite. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, big game is all I'm going to say. I'm going to leave it at that. But big game. Too early for must win, but it feels it feels like one that we have to. It does, if that yeah. makes sense? Yeah, it really does. Um, a, de- a defeat would do us an awful lot. Of it would. I don't think a po- I would take a point now. Probably. Um, I don't know that I would. I don't know if that's just me being really cynical and half empty. Um, <laughs> but I think Lincoln are in really good form. They probably could have beaten us, although it was. It was. I think a draw was a fair result in the end. To be fair. In the in the cup, but they do look dangerous, um, and I don't like that they're good either. It really pains me to be watching a Lincoln team that's, that's good. So, um, yeah, uh, beware the wounded animal. We'll yeah, see. yeah, maybe we'll see what sort of response. Indeed, we um, and obviously now we've got the, our recurring theme that we we like to do. Um, we've got two different ones going to talk about. Um, Big shout out to Matt at Tiger Base for all our stats that we steal from there, unashamedly. That <laughs> mentioned before, and he's like, at least somebody's using it, lads. <laughs> so there we go. Um, yeah, this week in Hull City history, uh, we both picked a day. Um, what was yours, Rich? Uh, for me, we are going back to Saturday, the 7th of February 2009, uh, when City travelled to Stamford Bridge in the Premier League. Oh. And drew nil nil with Chelsea. What a result! Yeah, it was. Should have won it. Should've I won remember it. talking about um, this game when we had Fags on, 
last year. Yes, yeah. Because um, yeah. he was he was he absolutely excellent. outstanding that game. He, their defence didn't know what it did. <laughs> Just hassling and harrying and bullying and fucking tracking them down. Yeah. It was brilliant to watch. He was good. I mean, Kilban had a chance as well. He hit the post with a header. Mm. Um, so, do you know there's so man. many during that season? Sorry to interrupt you. There were so many during that season, yeah. I remember. And we'd got nil-nils here and there. And you just think, we only went down by something like three or four points, didn't we, that season? That was that, This was the year we stayed was, out, which was 2008. That was 8-9. Oh, I'm thinking the other. Uh, yeah. 9-10. Yeah, because 9-10 we went on the first day of the season and, and lost. Yeah, that's Steve right. That's scored. right, because Jose Mourinho was back that year, wasn't he, or something? Yeah, well... Well, yeah, this was um, the game that I'm talking about. Um, Scolari was sacked. Yes, out. that's right. Yeah, um, but they, I mean, they, do you know what? Charisma was uh, the the debutant that day. Um, yeah, them. they brought him in on loan, and um, he played did that outside of the foot thing that he thought was really clever, and everybody else was like, "Yeah, that's fairly basic, Ricardo." <laughs> you want to watch Berbatov, mate? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, we should have won the game. Fagan had a one-on-one yeah. with um, the keeper, brilliantly named Hilario. Hilario, fuck me, I remember that. <laughs> Do you know, what? you know, he said their manager was Scolari. I can't, I can't think of anything but basketball with that squeak, squeak Scolari. <laughs> squeak Scolari. <laughs> Heard your mum's going out. Squeak. <laughs> <laughs> I remember um, this game was was funny, like. Coming out of Stamford Bridge, and there were loads of their fans moaning, like, <laughs> you know, like we're supposed to be a big football club. Mm. Like, you know, the manager needs to go because we're only drawing nil nil at home with fucking, fucking how. I can't believe Graham scored against fucking how. Fucking how. That's like fucking Scalari, isn't it? Fucking needs to go, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Being like 22 at the yeah. time. Um, Ended up telling one of their fans off. It's like you've got this sense of entitlement about Love it. That. Like, Dr- yeah. Drunk rich. Here we are. I wasn't. Not, I wasn't. I just, <laughs> just felt like telling him. You to tell him, do he? <laughs> Fucking soft bastard. But to, to be fair to him, his reaction was quite measured because he was like, Yeah, but you just get a little bit spoiled after you've had some success, don't you? <laughs> um, You're just like, Yeah, think of, think of what it's like with us, mate. It's our first fucking season here. <laughs> Yeah, we're just happy to be here, and the fact that we're drawing Dylan Hill and pissing you all off is brilliant. <laughs> oh shit, must you? One of those... You can't score at home. <laughs> it was in uh, the context of that season, and particularly the second half of the season, a pretty big yeah, point. Yeah. At the time, we we were without a win in nine league games, yeah. um, and we didn't didn't end up with too many more points um, for the rest of that season. So it was, it was a big one, and the nature of the performance was encouraging at the mm. time. It's just one of those that's like. What if, what if it could have yeah, been another famous victory? But, but we used to love day, going to London. Uh, Arsenal, Tottenham, yeah, we, we love it. We enjoyed ourselves against the uh, London team. Yeah, we did. Uh, team for that day. Yeah, go anyway. on, go on. Uh, like this. Duke and uh, It was one where he he become the starter. Yeah. Uh, Ricketts, Turner, uh, Zayat, Dawson, Garcia, Ashby, Mane, Kilban. Giovanni and Fagan. Yeah. Uh, nice four five one away from uh, from Phil Brown again. Yeah, it was. It <laughs> was. It was, was his um, fucking it signature that one. It. Every time you turn up on a new ground, it's a fucking four five one again. Oh god! It definitely, it definitely wasn't going to the Emirates and playing four three three at Jesus that point Christ, in the season. No, 
Uh, yeah, he, he well and truly lost his ass. Just have Fagan up top running the fucking out. France was on the bench, came on for Gio. Yeah. Uh, subs, subs not used that day. Myhill, Doyle, Bambi, Hughes, Palmozzi and Manucho. Is it when was the um, form game? Is that soon? Uh, it won't long yeah. after that. Because that, cause that was when Manucho did score, wasn't it? That was the last game that we won for a long time. That, uh, yeah. it, that was your fuck off neutrals thing, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, fourth of March. Fourth of March, yeah. So, yeah, it's just about know, a month that, down the line. That might be coming, might be coming up. up soon. That might be coming up. A couple up of episodes. <laughs> I went just, just quickly with this. I went with um, six years ago, 7th of February 2015, away at Manchester City. Where we managed to get a point, um, David Myler scoring, uh, but that was the season we got relegated. I want to say, um, yes. And then we were in Championship next year, and then came straight back up, didn't we? Because it was fifteen sixteen yeah. season. We went up through the playoffs again. Um, so obviously, a good point away from home at Man City with that one. Uh, don't know if you went to that one. Should never, should never have been relegated. No, it was a crime. That wasn't it. Yeah. Um, when you look at some of the players that were in the starting eleven, um, so obviously McGregor in net, Michael Dawson, mm-hmm. Alex Bruce, Paul McShane. So that was this when we was playing three at the back. Because then you had um, Brady, El Mahamedy. It seems like it was when I looked at this. Brady, yeah. El Mahamedy, Huddleston, Livermore, Myler, <laughs> Myler, Gaston Ramirez. And Shawnee Luca. <laughs> I'm, I'm just amazed at the brass <laughs> on Bruce Steve there. Bruce. I've kind of brought it up. Playing. And Steve Bruce. Playing Al- Bruce. Alex Bruce and Michael Dawson alongside each other in a back and, uh, fucking... and, and Paul McShane being the covering defender. It's like, oh, there's so much pace in that. Oh, <laughs> How did we not get done? Was that when so we scored and then didn't James Milner score the last last kick of the game, the free kick? Um, I'm sure we we was looked like we were going to come away with a win, and then they got a free kick, a dodgy one as well, which never fucking was a free kick. Yes, you're right. It was an injury, and then time. he killed yeah. it in, and I was like, "Oh fuck off!" That wasn't even a free kick in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then used subs that day. Stephen Quinn, Damian Doy, and Andy Robertson. Uh, yeah, bizarre that Myler, Myler on the left hand side uh, scored though. Probably a wing back that day. Well, I think it was Elmo one wing and Robbie Brady the other. Unless Brady, he tried to. Yeah, BBC, BBC have got Myler on the left hand side. For some yeah, reason, I'm pretty sure. I think, I think he's wrong. flooded the midfield and had. It was a Gaston yeah. Ramirez is kind of like a ten and a Luco up top, which doesn't really make sense because, uh, yeah, that's a fucking weird choice. How the <laughs> fuck did we nearly win that game? What is that? That's so weird. I mean, when you look a Luco up top Jesus on his own, Christ. we had Hernandez and Yelovic unused. <laughs> unused, son. What are you doing, bro? <laughs> uh, I like reminiscing about God, those days. A, whoa. What a weird, weird season that was. That was fucking odd, wasn't it? Yeah, just come. I mean, I know at the end of um, the 
summer transfer window, people were saying we won the window. <sighs> like we completely, completely gutted what that team was about for me. You know, bringing in where yeah. shy Sandy Ali and Saint Bernard for back home. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they came in on the same the same day. Yeah, didn't they? yeah. I think it was the <laughs> Old Trafford game, wasn't it? Where um, Griegsy had covered more more uh, space and more yards than uh, Ben Arfrad away at Man United. So yeah. he walked him off, and then he fucked off to France. Never came back. I remember seeing yeah, that as well, but because he'd played for us. And then played for Newcastle as well in an under twenty threes game. He wasn't actually eligible to play for another another team, but he signed for someone like San Etienne, and they had to basically loan him for six months. He had to play with their under twenty threes because he couldn't play like for FIFA regulations. <laughs> he shot himself in the foot. <laughs> Stupid cunt. <laughs> uh, I remember. Go- I remember going to the Newcastle away game that that year with you. Um, we yeah. took we took a, yeah. a couple of non city fans with us as well, and that was a great great day yeah. until we conceded two late fucking we, goals. We, <laughs> we took with us uh, two mates of ours, both from Hull. One's a Chef Wednesday fan, and one's a Donny Rovers Fuck it, fan. Donny Rovers, Donny Dog. Weird. I mean, I mean, you know, there are millions of Chef Wednesday fans, so I suppose a lot of averages say that some of them have to. Yeah, be I think that some of them are still leaving Wembley from 2016. <laughs> We saw you crying on Wembley. Where anything to have a go at Chef Wednesday fans, but anyway, yeah, that was that was a good day out, wasn't it? Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that was that was my. I was a uh, our uh, this week in Hull City history uh, with Tiger Base produce, producing all the goods for us. So thanks again for that, lads. Um, I think that was all we was going to discuss this week, wasn't it? Uh, yes. Good. Yeah. No number no, this no. week. The only number that I was going to give this week was zero because it's the number of shots on target yeah. we had. We're... The number of saves Burton's keepers yeah. had to make and the number of points we got from the game. So, that's a so that triple, was number, triple whammy of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're up for more uh, promising news. Maybe the most promising news we can get is that the pitch is waterlogged. And, <laughs> and we, won't, we won't play on Tuesday. We'll just batter MK Dons at home on Saturday instead Um, so yeah until then good chat mate enjoyed Enjoyed that first one for a long time but I'm sure we'll do one again soon it might be every two weeks it's just mental at the minute isn't it with working from home and everything else as soon as you get to the end of your day you're like I can't can't look in front of the screen anymore (laughs) it's just I've I've been fairly busy but if you wanted to do one after um, we could do one after MK Dons couldn't we yeah, or Thursday, Friday, do one after Lincoln before MK Dons, whatever. Yeah, I'll we'll, see, we'll see how it goes this week. If we if we win against Lincoln, I think it's fairly possible that we could probably do one before Saturday. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. I'll probably just be yeah. too miserable. If we beat Lincoln, I'll, I'll text you on yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Tuesday night. We can, we can do one at half eleven on Tuesday night. Yeah, like, yeah, get in. Right. <laughs> we never do post-match <laughs> recordings, but fuck it, we were top of the league. <laughs> Quality, right. Up the Tigers. Forza. Forza. See you, mate. See you soon. Right, I've got with me um, Bob Wilkinson of um, Hull City Ladies. Um, Thank you for joining us, Bob. No problem, thank you. Um, 
I just got a few questions. I know there's there's going to be some uh, there's going to be some things that we discuss with the uh, Elite Girls Academy today with with Hull City ladies. But just before mm-hmm. we get to that, um, obviously, I just just uh, for the listeners to know, like, what's your background in coaching and, and how how did you come to get involved in uh, in with Hull City ladies? Um, my background, um, I've basically I've been a, a coach mentor with the FA till the scheme was nationally disbanded last year and I'm still a current affiliate tutor for the FA for both the North and West Ryden County areas. I've been a, a licensed FA licensed coach for B stroke level three since 2007 um, and I've been involved with football. I'm from the North East as you can imagine so <laughs> the football DNA is there. Um, I've been a player, coach, licensed referee. I still re-license my referee every year. Um <laughs> As well, so I see it from all perspectives, uh, and both from the northeast and Yorkshire. Uh, I've played up in Durham, up there in Durham City in the northeast, um, and obviously I've been involved in both boys, girls, men's, women's football for a long time. I've I've, I've been at quite a few clubs. Uh, I'm still the manager and head coach at Harrogate Town Ladies, who play in the Northeast Regional Women's League. I was at uh, York City ladies um, before that and then I was at Leeds United ladies before that um, I'm, I'm a chairman of a club in a town called Selby um, Brayton Bells Ladies Football Club and I still coach and manage there as well so I, I do coach you know all different age groups outfield goalkeeper um, and I'm currently studying for me UEFA A licensed diploma together with me UEFA A Elite Youth Award, um, which is, is a lot of work, a lot of hard work, but really enjoyable from that one. And I was at York RTC, the regional talent club, for three years up until last year, 2020. And I was with the under-16s age group. And my sort of affiliation, sort of connection with, with Hull has been for quite a few years through that because obviously Hull used to come through to our girls who are on the exit strategy from the academy when they get to sort of the final year under 16s. And, and I've known Danny for some time from that. And um, I, I know that there's a lot of girls gone to Hull. Um, so obviously when I saw the advert, it really excited me to think, you know what, um, I'd love to get involved in that and, and give all my experience that I can, as well as me, you know, continuous personal coach development to give it out to the area. And I, and I did notice, I spoke many times with Danny at Hull City Ladies about the area. And it's always been um, something that I've been aware of, you know, massive catchment area. But and, and I know that a lot of people could never get to RTCs. Um, we used to have trials every year, and that was one of the common things that parents said whilst they would try and get to the RTC because of its location. You've got York, you've got Leeds and you've got Doncaster. But for Hull, a lot of girls can't get there three times a week mm. and then games on a Saturday, obviously because they cover all the northeast or the northwest. So to have that opportunity to uh, become academy manager is it, just exactly what I want uh, and what I was like thriving to be. And then I could deliver that for the area because I think there's so much talent there um, in that area, and I've seen it over the years with some of the girls, Abby, Florence, um, Carly, you know, all the girls that have gone there to, to Hull, and I still follow um, even now. It's, it's, um, 
and a really impressive resume and <laughs> um, very obviously very experienced and and obviously it, it all sounds like you're a real asset to, to Hull City ladies with the wealth of experience you've got um now obviously there's there's something that's been launched called the uh, elite girls academy um obviously within this this is your remit isn't it um do you want to yeah. obviously tell some of the listeners about um how uh, this is going to work and what's involved um with the uh, the girls elite academy yeah, I mean, we, we call it the Girls Elite Academy because we, we're going to run it. Uh, I'm going to run it on, and it's going to mirror the RTC program. Um, quite rightly, now obviously we've not got the classifications RTC under the England Talent Pathway, but uh, we're going to run it as that because I think we, we for the area, we are going to look for those girls that have that potential, um, that elite potential to move further in the game. And as opposed to put to our vision, you know, our vision is to fulfill elite female potential in everything we do. And that's really important to provide the highest level of coaching and development for girls in Hull and the surrounding region, helping them reach and exceed their potential whilst providing a pathway to senior women's football. So obviously the, the pathway is for the Hull City ladies first team, but also to go on to play at the highest level of football, wherever that be, and hopefully for both club and country. Um, so whilst we, you know, we're getting there, we want to work. We will have the links with the RTCs, um, but obviously mirror it for that particular region. And then obviously, you know, we ha- you'll have seen that we start to put out a mission statement because we want to look at all four corners of the long-term player development model, and that's excellent technical and tactical, psychosocial, sports science, to provide a holistic development program. I'm involved and been involved in grassroots as well as the, the, the pro game as well. And one thing is into elite of the players. I truly believe every moment matters with players and I'm very player-centric. So having been involved in the England talent pathway for so long, I think it's time that I then put it out into to Hull City Ladies. And that's what we're trying to base it on. And yeah, there'll be core values, you know, what it's about. We have core values of Hull City Ladies Academy. Um, again, it's to be proud of who you are, work hard, display honesty, togetherness, and strive to be the best you can be. And we want those to be demonstrated at all times. But also with this, we're going to be working with grassroots clubs. Um, the girls are coming are going to come to us um, to train with us, and we'll try and develop them and push them and help them develop in their careers. Uh, in football, and obviously work with the, the grassroots clubs and, and work with the grassroots clubs around um, the whole area as well to try and up the game of football. We're not saying, you know, we are the, the best of the best. We will just give the best we can do for the benefit of the players and, and work and help any grassroots clubs we can whilst we do that. Well, obviously, we've got, um, we have a lot of listeners, but obviously, both boys and girls, we cover both um, the men's and the women's mm-hmm. um, club on here. Um, so it may be that obviously if there may be people listening, and it's like thinking, "Oh, my daughter could could benefit from that." Um, what what would you want those people um, who who join the the girls elite academy to kind of get out of the experience? Because is it for all kind of ra- age ranges as well? It it's is just one. Is it, it is the RTCs are, are based around. Um, under 10s, under 12s, under 14s, under 16s. So you have two-year age bands. Obviously, always conscious about relative age effect, which in relation to some people, you know, they grow at different, they, you know, the physiological side of it, they grow at different ages and in bands. We have a two-year age band. Um, obviously, 
when they see it, get they get their interest form completed and get that submitted. What we want them to do is to come to the academy. Yes, have fun, have development, enjoy the training, enjoy the development because it's all about them. One thing we will be doing is I'm very um, big believer in individual development profiles for players to work with them. They'll be good at some things, they'll be not so good at some things, and they'll be wanting to develop at others. And that's what it's about. Keeping that player-centric model right the way through. One of the things I want to do as well is when they come, uh, in all the relevant age groups, and as I say, in, them, in those two-year age bands, is every six to eight weeks, we'll have a player review um, with the parents and the player where they can ask questions and see where they're going. You know, we'll see where how they've developed, how they've got better in some things. They might be not struggling, but everybody continues to develop right across the board. And I think that's what we want to do. So it is about having fun and fun should be in football. It, it shouldn't be a case of one of the things I've, I've always said when I've been working with coaches is, that, you know, near the end of the season, they'll say, oh, we're going to have a fun session tonight. And I, <laughs> I used to say to the coaches as I'm working with them, at various levels. Why is it a fun session now at the end of the season? Why has it not been a fun session every session beforehand? You know, and I think sometimes we, you know, it we do get uh, bogged down with the the technical and the tactical, but we want to take these players, give them the best coaching we can, give them the best opportunities to develop themselves and as 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 players and as people, but also keep them up to date with everything that we do and with them. Keep the parents involved because I think it's very important that parents have an involvement in their children because they're the ones that take them to training, take them back home, matches, back from matches and, and work with them and give them that support. And as I said, the whole idea is to try and get this pathway and player retention because no matter what club you go to, player retention is a, is a, is a big thing. It's a problem to clubs. We would like the badge of Hull City Ladies to go through their careers if they, if they get older and older and then hopefully play for the first team um, for the benefit of the region and to be a successful club. And it is successful now, but even more successful in the future. Absolutely. Um, and there's just a couple of other things I was just going to ask you about the uh, the Girls Elite Academy, if you uh, if you could answer those. Um, firstly, obviously with COVID, it's, it's kind of up in the air, isn't it? But do you have any kind of proposed dates when this would start? Yeah, you know, it, it obviously, is. Obviously, if, if there's anybody uh, who is interested in doing this, is there kind of a, an approximate cost as well as when this would start? Yeah, I can. I mean, what we've, we've always been... This this season, we're talking about the 2020-21 season and we're still in it. And yes, yeah. COVID has, has thrown a, a big problem, but we've got to remember um, it's very serious, you know, and, and people are unfortunately dying from it. So... Football, we will get back to it as soon as we safely can, and, and, and Hull City ladies will certainly support that. We were planning on having trials this week, um, right. but obviously <laughs> it doesn't. And then we pushed it back um, to February, uh, and obviously we've just had the update this week that, um, well, last week from the government about it being at the earliest schools getting back the 8th of March. So what we're going to do is we will have a trial, we'll have a couple trials um, maybe two or three trials before that we select um, the players and then we'll have some six to eight week development blocks. And of course, we'll work 
within the confines of the county FA, national FA and guidelines under the government under COVID. So we're looking at, we're still looking at that March as being the start date. A little bit problematic with it got put back, as I say, but we are looking at March to get the first trials. So getting the interest form submitted and, and know that we're looking for that. It, hopefully, if, if things go all, all well, it'll be, it'll be the last couple of weeks of March, we'll be back on the pitch. But I don't know yet of what guys that will be under regards numbers. Will there be restrictions? I think we've had everything in the last year, 12, 14 months, whereby we've had that. You know, we've had groups of six and then we've had two groups of six and then we got back to full numbers. But again, I think it will be, you know, we'll have to be cognizant of the fact that it will be social distancing, it will be hand hygiene, it will be COVID checks before every session, every trial. Um, but we'll work with that, and quite rightly we should. But I'm looking at now, we're looking at sort of the last two weeks in March. But again, that's flexible because we will work within what we're recommended by both government and FA. Cost-wise, there will be a cost, um, obviously, for a full year it will be 300 pounds and for that money what you'll get is you'll get your two training sessions um there'll be matches as well we don't know whether there'll be friendlies or league games for the the new season which is what we're already talking about from post september this year you'll get a full academy kit um to be you know badged kit to work through and then obviously you'll get all the support from the coaching um, out in the grass. One thing we want to do as well, we, we want to try and bring analysis into it, whereby the individual development profile will be able to have some footage of training. So individual, unit and team analysis, where we'll do and, and obviously with the matches as well. So we'll get that. We've got photography um, brought in. As I say, I'm still getting to know everybody at the club because it's always been a club that I've looked at um, sort of from afar outside and, and they're doing some fantastic stuff in the community which is just really really good and we want to compliment that but as I say they'll get the full kit they'll get the coaching they'll get the training individual development profile player reviews um, and then they've got the photography the social media side as well to support that so lots of things to get and there'll be payment options as well but obviously kit is, is never cheap uh, and as I say, in the grassroots world, we know that uh, we'll try and do our best to get everything at a reduced rate as best we possibly can. But as I say, that we're trying to mirror it against an RTC schedule, um, mirror it against that, and that's that's how we'll do the, the costing of it. That's brilliant. Um, if people do want to contact you, Bob, um, is, there a, is there a specific email address where people can register interest and things like that, or is it just fullcityladies.com? For the interest form for completion and submission, that is the whole city ladies, uh, dot com um, page for yeah. certain. If anybody has any questions, by all means, I, my email address is academy at wholecityladies.com. Yep. So I'm, I'm happy for that um, to take any questions uh, of any interest because, you know, people do have questions. I know that. But for the interest form is use the whole city ladies web page because everything's on there um, and then get it submitted and uh, we'll push that sort of interest as I say we'll try and get as much information as we can out over social media so it actually limits the questions and as I yeah. say the start date we don't know um, but it just would be lovely to get everybody back out getting the ball out 
the feet and and get some exercise. Because obviously, just just to add it, you know, it's the tough times. These certain people can handle it, certain people can't. But it is tough times. We want to get out there, get the girls back together as a group um, with the friends, playing football because that um, mental state, you know, it, it does it drains everybody. You know, even if you're working from home every day uh, on the Zoom sessions and the team sessions. It would be nice to get back out there with everybody because that's what it's about. Yeah, absolutely agree with you there. Um, Bob, thanks very much for joining me for talking about um, Girls Elite Academy Full City Ladies. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk to you soon. Anytime you want to talk, just give us a ring. Not a problem. Cheers. Thanks a lot. Take care. Thank you very much. You take care and stay stay safe. You too. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Wise men say Only fools rush in But I can't help Falling in love with you Some things are meant to be